Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead. Service family members. My beloved. This is Daniel White the third, President of Gospel Light Society International. With the Scripture and the Sense podcast. Episode number 985, where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source, such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry Commentary. This podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, where it says, Ezra and the Levites, read in the book, in the law of God, distinctly, and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the Word of God, the Holy Bible, and the giving of the sense of it, it is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and that the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath of God to come and saved from the eternal burning hell. It is quite amazing in Matthew chapter 5 a very pivotal uh, chapter And right smack dab in the middle of when Jesus Christ said, If a man lusts after a woman in his heart, he has committed adultery with her already. And the passage dealing with divorce, how that Jesus Christ totally changed the game and edited Moses by saying, I say unto you that 
if a man puts away his wife other than the reason of adultery, fornication, then he causes her to commit adultery and the person who marries her will be committing adultery too. In other words, don't get a divorce. No writing of divorcement papers. But right connected to that, adjacent to that, uh, proper uh, dealing with the man lusting after a woman in his heart, Jesus bursts into another one of his many sermons on hell. Connected to the eye, uh, the, the man uh, using his eyes to lust after a woman. He says, if, uh, if your eye offends you or causes you to sin, pluck out your eyes. Better for you to go to heaven with one eye than to go to hell with two eyes. Pardon me. So, uh, his preaching on that is connected to our sins. He wants us to understand it's better for you to stop your sinning, repent of your sinning, and believe in me so that your soul can be saved from that awful place called hell. Jesus Christ, my friends, said the most important words in the history of mankind when he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Uh, dear friend, God loves you. There's no question about that. For God so loved the world, that includes you. He gave up his only begotten son, the son born of the Virgin Mary, who never sinned in word, thought, or deed, or attitude, who is our, according to John the Baptist, the Lamb of God who has taken away the sin of the world. And he himself said, all you have to do is believe in me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him, he was speaking of himself, should not perish. In other words, you will not go to hell. This is very simple. But have everlasting life. You'll go to heaven because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross for you and for me and everybody. And he says himself, all you have to do is believe in me.
He didn't say you had to join a church. He didn't say you had to get baptized. He didn't say you had to speak in some unknown tongue. He didn't say you had to give a thousand dollar seed offering. He didn't say that you had to give uh, thousands of dollars to the church. All he tells you to do to be saved from hell is believe in him. He paid it all. He completely, 100% paid your sin debt. And my friend, if you want to be saved tonight, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shalt be saved. Call on his name. For the Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Pray and ask him to save your soul today. And he will save you. I will help you pray the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase. And mean it from your heart. Believing in your heart. In the Lord Jesus Christ. Understanding that you need Jesus Christ because you are a sinner. For you have lusted after people and things before yourself. And in this context that Jesus was preaching in that I told you about, he connected people's sins with them going to hell and not believing in him, uh, leading them to hell. For once you believe in Jesus Christ, you will be saved from hell. So let's call on his name. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. And get saved tonight. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner. I have lusted with my eyes before and in my heart. I have lied before. I have stolen things before. I have disobeyed and dishonored my parents. I have disobeyed you and dishonored you by taking your holy name in vain. And I have committed many other sins in your sight. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins my failures and my faults. As I now believe with all of my heart in you, Lord Jesus Christ, that you suffered, you bled, and you died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day, by your power. 
Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of all of my sins. Help me to change and help me to follow you in the new life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ and you uh, pray that prayer with me, congratulations for doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and praying that prayer of salvation. Now, to help you to grow in the faith and to become the strong Christian disciple that God wants you to be, go to gospellightsociety.com or gospellighthouseofprayer.com and read my book, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. It will help you uh, take the next steps that you need to take as a Christian disciple to grow in the faith and to become stronger in the faith. It will tell you exactly what you need to do next. Also, uh, email us and let us know that you got saved tonight. We have uh, some materials that we want to send you free of charge. The book is free of charge as well to help you to grow in the faith and be the Christian that God wants you to be. If you have a prayer request, if you're going through a difficult time and you want somebody to pray for you, that's what we do and have been doing it for many years for many people and we'll be glad to add you to the prayer list. At this time, we're going to go right back into our service standing between the living and the dead, nearly almost, nearly 800 services. Uh, and for those of you who got saved tonight, this will be your first Bible study. We're in the book of Malachi tonight, chapter 3, verses 10 through 12. <clears throat> chapter 3, verse 10. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven, and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, for ye shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. 
you see in that passage how God is in control of everything, even how soon your fruit hits the ground. So uh, it would be wise for all of us to confess our sins and repent of our sins and obey the Lord, for this principle is universal. And so that was Malachi chapter 3, verses 10 through 12. Now, beloved, here is the sense of it, pardon me. Here is the understanding of it with the help of the Holy Ghost and with the help of the BKC. This promise was a reaffirmation of the obedience-blessing relationship specified in the Mosaic Law. What the people were experiencing was the disobedience-curse arrangement also given in that covenant. This covenant was a gracious provision for Israel. No other nation had such promises from God. Since the word of God is sure, God's part of the covenant arrangement would definitely be carried out. Israel could attest to this because she was experiencing certain curses in return for her disobedience. And this principle, too, is universal. Uh, It's a principle here that bears out with all people. Uh, If we don't obey God, we will not be blessed. That's just the way it is, people. Anything different than that that you hear from pulpits is just not real. It's not true. Our God is the same. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Something may have been written for a certain group, but the principles apply across the board everywhere. And that's not only in the, uh, uh, I'm not coming just from the Bible, I'm coming from experience as well. Not only my experience, but the experience of thousands upon thousands of Christians who are living today. We have sown the wind and we're reaping the whirlwind. That's what's happening. You don't need to worry about the rapture. Most of you out there who claim to be Christian, you don't need to worry about the rapture because you're not rapture ready. Yeah, I know you don't like it, but that's the truth. I don't know. Oh, I guess the rapture is going to take But You don't need to be worried about the rapture. You, you need to be worried about confessing your sins, Christian friend, repenting of your sins, getting your heart right, getting sin out of your life. Stop being a proud, stubborn, rebellious, evil uh, warlock or witch of a person. You did. You need to. You need to deal with where the rubber meets the road, the meat and potato issues, in your personal life and in your family life. Huh? Being a good husband, being a good wife, being a good teenager, being a good adult child, being a good uh, uh, younger child, being a good father, being a good mother. Huh? I guess this is the end of the world. I guess this, the rapture is getting ready to take place. What are you, why are you worried about that? You're not even rapture ready. 
you being chastised, you being rebuked for the evil that you've done for many years. That's what's happening. Okay, so you don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> I wouldn't. I, if I were you, I would not be worried about that. Seriously, mm -mm, not at all. Not at all. All of a sudden, you have become a. A uh, theologian on end time prophecies. All of a sudden, you 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 don't have your own personal life prophecies down pat. You don't have your family life issues down pat. You still have a girlfriend on the side, and you and you think about going down to the nudist colony and do some swinging. Christian, by the way, nudist colony is in the news today. I'm with Dr. David Jeremiah. I thought I thought I'd never see the day. I thought I would never see the day. The last thing on earth we need in in Christianity today is a nudist colony for Christians. You you've got to be kidding me. You've lost your righteous minds, people. Because that leads to adultery, which leads to swinging. Leads to homosexuality. Leads to trouble in your marriage. Divorce. Ruined families. Ruined ministries. And on and on. Anyway. The Lord then appealed to his covenant promises. In challenging Israel to bring the whole tithe into the storehouse so that there would be adequate food for the priest. God was basically telling the people back then, and God tells us today, you take care of me and my house, I'll take care of you. That's, that's, that's what he's basically saying, okay? And I don't know where you people get this from, where God is just going to bless you for nothing and do, and do things for you for nothing. And, and what... If you were God, would you let? Would you have a system like that? Where you just bless people they don't do right, they disobey you, they ignore you, they push you to the periphery, they marginalize you, they don't pray to you, don't obey you? If you were God, you wouldn't do that. You would hang something out there, and if they do it, then I will bless you. And that's how you learn obedience. Unless you you tired of being blessed, I I, I I'm I, I, listen. I thank God for His blessings. I thank God, man. I I, I love being blessed. So I'm gonna just go. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna go ahead on and conform to whatever He told me to do, and not do what He told me not to do. Because I like the blessings He bestows upon me, and and the and the blessings that God bestows upon people when they obey Him are thick. And wide. It's not just what you think it is. There's many other things like peace. And joy. And contentment. And purpose. And something significant to do with your life. These are all blessings from God man. 
when God has a calling in you and God pushes you and drives you to do something for him that matters and that counts, but that's a blessing from God. Jack and Jackie, that's a blessing from God. I feel sorry for you people sitting on your do-nothing, doing nothing, and you're miserable and you're sad and you're pitiful, and, and you're full of uh, sin and evil and whoredom and creeping at night and all of this kind of thing. You've turned into a lesbian in the church, you've turned into a homosexual in the church, and you are trying your best in joining people to justify the abominable evil that you're doing. And you're miserable, and you're sad, and you're pitiful, and you're mad at other people who are at peace, and who are being blessed of the Lord. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. That's Brother James for you. You ought not be that way. So do what God has commanded you to do so that you can be blessed with his full blessings. Storehouse refers to a special room or rooms in the temple. Pardon me. For keeping tithe grain. By doing this, the people would see that God would open heaven's floodgates and pour out blessings on them. You do what I tell you to do. You obey me. It may sound strange to you that I want you to give a tithe and an offering. Uh, only I can make up something like that. And I'll bless you with not only the 90%, or the 85 percent, or the 80 percent, but I'll 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 bless you next time around even more. These blessings would include agricultural prosperity, good crops not destroyed by pests, and undamaged vine. You know what's wrong with America? God's people are stingy. God's people have not given back to God as they should. Whether you believe in tithing and offerings or you believe in grace giving. Those of you who believe in grace giving, that's fine. But you are, the starting point still ought to be 10%. If that's what the Old Testament people did, that's what God told the Old Testament people to do. Are you crazy? It can't be 3% and 4% and 5%. God's house is not going to be taken care of like that. Grace giving is good if that's what you want to do. But, but grace ought to exceed law. You ought to probably start at 20%. Considering the grace that God has poured upon you. But for the grace of God. You be in hell. See, that's what I've always believed. 
and a good reputation among all the nations. That's what's wrong with America now. We, 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 we have disobeyed God. We have forsaken God. And everything is falling apart. Everything. There are people living today who have never seen this country like this before. You're talking about similar, I, I, that's, that's stuff we never gave a thought to. Babies don't even have the, the little fake breast milk. They can't even get, people from other countries got to ship baby milk to our babies. Are you kidding me? Uh, we have 365 days in the year. We've already had 306, not just 306 murders, but six, 306 mass shootings. Man, God is not with America. I don't care if you like it or not. I don't care how patriotic you are. I'm more patriotic than you are. I've been in the military, and I've been around the world, and I know how blessed this country was. So don't come to me with that. Oh, you're not a patriot. You're not patriot. Don't come to me with that, man. Have you been in the military? Did you go? Huh? Are you a veteran like I am? I don't want to hear that. Don't come to me with that. Because see, you're going to make me say something that's going to offend my sweet evangelical brethren. <laughs> you hear me? I, I, I don't want to hear it. Look at me real good. I don't want to hear that. I'm telling you the truth. We are under chastisement and rebuking the church, and we're under judgment in this country called America, and the church led the country to this, whether you like it or not. God always deals with his people, and God, God loves everybody. He wants to see everybody blessed and happy and so forth, but God does not mind bringing the boom down on you when you won't listen to him, man, woman. Are you crazy? That's what's happening to us. This is, this is unheard of. This last kid who got a gun bigger than himself. Looking like a minion. Some people need to be arrested for how they look. We have no discernment in this, in this country. You can spy on Putin, but you can't spy on these dumb, dumb acting devils. Are you kidding me? As soon as they draw some demonic figure, you ought to be on their behind. Pull him in, call him in. Why you draw this picture, man? Why you say that right there? What's going on in your brain, boy? We we won't need to detain you. We have a new law to detain people like you, people who are demon possessed. Okay. Seriously, I mean, we. Uh, let me just say something that, that God put down in my spirit yesterday. I was reading something, and I, I got up, and and, and I was not reading about this, but I got up. I was getting up, rather, and in my God dropped something in my spirit. That yes, I thank God for freedom and liberty, but law and government is designed is supposed to be designed by God, 
to stop this foolishness that is going on in this country. Hurting people, hurting families for generations. Little children's heads blown off and all this kind of thing. Uh, no. Government, governments by God and for God. It, it, it is not about expanding freedoms to do evil. It cannot be about that. And, and somehow, this is how our country has been wired. It's not, it's not based upon the, the Constitution and what, it's not based upon uh, what they wrote in earlier days of this country. It's something that has been extrapolated out that our job is to expand people's freedom so much so to do evil, to be homosexuals and to be lesbians, and uh, to have guns to shoot people at will, dressed up like a woman as drag. I mean, see, 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 look at me. In this nice little quaint town, somebody should have done something when they saw a man dressed up as drag looking like a devil out of hell climbing a ladder in a dress with a backpack or something it seems to me that somebody should have said something and did something and got on that ladder and pulled his behind down off that ladder and, and let it, unless you and I get it on. Somebody, somebody, but see, in our country, in our place called America, our country called America, we see that right there. Oh, that's, that's just an interesting person. And he has the freedom to dress up as a drag queen and climb a ladder like a man. That's stupid, people. And, and this country is paying for it. For stupid, a stupid philosophy. It's not about the law. It, 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 it's, it's a stupid mentality. Well, our country is supposed to. Our, our main purpose to. Uh, our main purpose is to exist. To uh, give out freedoms that don't help anybody, including the people who get the freedom to do their wickedness. In the words of Bishop Daniel White Jr., that's ass backwards. Sorry, folks. Mm -mm. Anyway, these blessings simply awaited their obedience. One must be careful in applying these promises. As some would say, some theologians would say, uh, to believers today, we understand that. However, these principles apply to believers today. The Mosaic Covenant with its promises of material blessings to Israel for her obedience is no longer, uh, well, I, I disagree with that, so I'm not going to say that. However, the New Testament speaks about generosity and giving 
While not requiring a tithe of believers today, the New Testament does speak of God's blessing on those who give generously to the needs of the church and the ministry, and especially to those who labor in the Word. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, we pray. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, help us all to take heed to your holy word. Help us to be doers of your holy word and not just hearers. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for sake. Amen. This podcast is based upon the word of God in Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 8 where it says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the Word of God, which is very powerful, and the giving of the sense of it, or the understanding of it, the church would be revived, and the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath to come. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Scripture and the Sense podcast. Please remember to read the Word of God, the Holy Bible, each and every day of your life, and pray without ceasing to God about everything, and for wisdom to understand His Word and apply it to your life. Most importantly, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shalt be saved. Please stay tuned for a complete presentation of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ so that you can get your soul saved from hell to that wonderful place called heaven when you die. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Now, dear friends, if you're with us today and you do not know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, Allow me to show you how you can place your faith and trust in Him, Jesus Christ, for your soul's salvation from sin and hell. First, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's laws. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have failed God. We're all guilty before God. You do not have the right to look down your nose at others. You're just as wicked as others. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin always. You will be paid for your sins one day. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. Our payday someday is death. To these beautiful bodies, death to so many things before you die, death to marriages, death to relationships, uh, death to material things, 
you will experience a thousand deaths before you die because of sin. But ultimately, you will die physically. Your body will be put in a cold, dark grave. And that ought to be frightening because it is frightening. But more frightening is that your soul, if it dies without Christ, will go to a burning hell to spend eternity in a dark place, even though there's fire. You say, Preacher, I don't believe that a loving God would put people in the hell where Jesus Christ, the loving and lowly one, preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Jesus Christ, the loving one and the lowly one, preached more on hell than any prophet in the Bible. He said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Also the Bible says in Revelation 21, 8, But the fearful and unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Whatever you do, don't experience the second death, because it's bad news. Hell is bad news, but I have good news for you. You don't have to go to hell. Jesus suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day, and he said these words to you before he left here. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shalt be saved. Pray and ask Jesus Christ to save your soul and to come into your heart and change your life. He will do it. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose again. And you're ready to trust him as your Savior. Pray and ask him to save you, and he will. I'll be glad to lead you in prayer in what is called the sinner's prayer or the prayer of salvation. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner, and that I have done evil in your sight. I am guilty because I have broken your Ten Commandments, your law. I've taken your holy name in vain. I've dishonored and disobeyed and disrespected my own parents. I have lied many times before. I have lusted after people and things and what others have. I've stolen things before. Uh, so Lord, that's five to six commandments I've already 
broken out of your Ten Commandments, and so please have mercy and grace upon me. For your Holy Son's sake, Jesus Christ, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart the best way that I know how, in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered and he bled and he died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose again. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul and change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins past and help me to turn from my evil ways. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you, dear friend, congratulations on doing the most important thing in life. And that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my pamphlet titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. And Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you. We love you. And may God bless you real good until next time. Now, I may be traveling here over the next few days, and, uh, but I will resume preaching as soon as I get back. And I will do some preaching while I'm on the road. So thank you so much for your prayers. Please continue to pray for us, and we will continue to pray for you. God bless you until next time. <laughs>